The Keynesians haven't quite figured this out yet, but it's about to hit them like a ton of gold and silver bricks. Well, hello there, my friends. Rafi here from The Endgame Investor with this week's Silver Report for Arcadia Economics. And this week, it looks like McCarthy is sending home all of his Republican teammates because there will be no vote on any debt ceiling deal this weekend. But that could change by the time you're reading this. Who knows? We have open interest finally starting to fall in silver futures, which is a good short-term bullish sign. Intense deflation continues. And we are now deflating at an annual rate of over 5%. And with about a trillion dollars in treasury bills about to be unleashed on the market once a debt ceiling deal is worked out, those deposits that are going to pay for all those treasuries are going to be drained out of the, out of the bank system even faster, which is going to cause more banking crises. The case Schiller 20, the main real estate gauge for US housing prices, is about to cross below zero year over year for the first time since 2012. And if you don't count the 2012 echo bubble in real estate, really for the first time since January 2007. And once that happens, the mortgage-backed securities, whose value depends on housing prices, fall, and they are mostly owned by the Federal Reserve itself. So this is going to hurt the dollar as housing prices continue to fall. UK gilts are at September 2022 crisis levels, which again is hurting the pound because the Bank of England owns a bunch of gilts and their balance sheet is being schmiced just as well. UK core inflation is now rising at a record high. I think it's 6.8%. And the yield on one month treasuries has now breached 6%, the highest ever as the market fears that there might actually be a default compared to 2011 when it clear that they did not fear this, judging by short-term interest rates. Today's Silver Report is brought to you by Fortuna Silver Mines, symbol FSM. We got some exciting news. Fortuna pours first gold at its Segala mine in Cote d'Ivory in Ivory Coast, Vancouver, May 25th, 2023. Fortuna Silver Mines is pleased to announce that the first gold has been poured at the Segala mine in Cote d'Ivory in Ivory Coast. The first pour took place yesterday, May 24th, as the mine transitions from commissioning to the ramp-up phase. And Jorge Ganoza, CEO, comments, Seguela has produced its first gold, becoming Fortuna's fifth operating mine. The team at Seguela has performed phenomenally and delivered on time and on budget, a testament to their professionalism and dedication in bringing this asset from exploration to production. Continuing down here, the Seguela mine is expected to produce between 60,000 and 75,000 ounces of gold in 2023 at an all-in sustaining cost of between $880 and $1,080 per ounce. On the low end, that is a profit margin of over 100% per ounce. Congratulations to Fortuna and the whole team. And Chris is on his way to Ivory Coast to cover the event. And hopefully he contracts no scary African diseases. Make sure to drink a lot of tonic water, get some quinine, and stay healthy. On with today's slideshow. What is the point of me showing these two separate charts? Well, when a trillion dollars or over a trillion dollars in short-term treasury bills become unleashed by the treasury once a debt ceiling deal is brokered, where is the money going to come from? It's not going to come from small domestically chartered banks because they don't have excess reserves to buy trillions of dollars of treasuries with. It's going to, be, to come from the big banks like Bank of America, the ones that are losing even more deposits. So all of that is going to be drained out of the bank system even faster, which is going to cause even more banking trouble. If it causes enough banking trouble, and eventually it will, that will lead to the Fed's final 
reversal and a reversal in money markets and gold and silver and everything. Once that does happen, it's going to lead to a vicious reversal in interest rates and gold and silver and the dollar itself is probably going to die along with every other currency in the world. I want to show you this chart of silver open interest going back to silver squeeze. These little rectangles I drew so you can see the correlation between price, silver price, and open interest. We saw here that we had a major peak in open interest at about 200,000 contracts uh, and the price is about $28. Then we had a big sell-off and a deflation or a fall in open interest as contracts close out. We do the same thing here, a peak in price, a peak in open interest, and a sell-off in both. Uh, and then here we saw it on a more minor level. Here is a, uh, a fall in the silver price and a slight fall in open interest. Fall in the silver price, big fall in open interest. Here again, you see a big fall in the silver price and a big fall in open interest. Basically, the point is when open interest hits a peak and starts to fall, that is when price typically starts to fall as well. Where we are at the present is we had a peak in open interest here at about 160,000 contracts. We are down to 135,000. And we got to get to around 120 for me to get bullish short term uh, in terms of trading positions. This has very little bearing on physical silver positions because premiums tend to rise as the spot price tends to fall. So you're not really going to save that much money by getting it at a lower price here. But we're well underway to clearing out the sellers. And at some point soon, the trend is going to change again. In terms of money supply, real deflation in a monetary sense that is continuing. We had new money supply numbers come out on Tuesday for the Federal Reserve, and we are still deflating at an annualized rate of 5%, which has never, ever happened before. And much of this money is coming from uh, the big banks, right? The JP Morgans and the Citibanks and the Bank of Americas, they are losing deposits and they are going to lose much more deposits once the Treasury floods the market with a trillion dollars in short-term bills. I wanted to bring attention to what is happening in the Case-Shiller Index in the housing market. And this is a very similar chart all over the world, not just in the U.S. Uh, the Case-Shiller 20, the most actively watched housing index, I think, in the United States, that is about to cross below the zero threshold, meaning year-over-year -year housing price average losses for the first time since really January 2007. You could say since 2012, but this was really an echo bubble here, but really in a major sense since January 2007, this has not happened. And once it happened, it happened first time here, we went from about 15% to zero in, what was it, about uh, a year or so? Yeah, or a little bit more than a year, maybe 12, 13, 14 months. But the slope here uh, going down during this housing bust was not nearly as steep as the slope we have seen since the beginning of 2022. This is much more major, much more intense. And the other difference is that back here, central banks, the Fed did not own the mortgage-backed securities. Those were owned by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and some banks. But here, the biggest owner of mortgage-backed securities is the Federal Reserve itself. So as housing prices fall below zero year over year and they start to fall housing prices, then so is the dollar because the dollar is backed essentially by housing prices because the mortgage-backed securities are what back the dollar on the Fed's balance sheet. The Keynesians haven't quite figured this out yet but it's about to hit them like a ton of gold and silver bricks. I want to turn my attention to what is happening in the UK. We have here this little box that says high 4.582. This is the yield on 10-year UK gilts. That's what they call a bond in the UK. That's just how it is. What are we going to do? 
This was the crisis level when retirement funds were about to get destroyed by something called LDIs that were selling off in some huge margin call and all retirement accounts were like within hours of being entirely liquidated. So yeah, we're back there now, except who owns these bonds now? Here it was retirement funds. And who took over those bonds once this happened and the retirement funds were almost liquidated? That was the Bank of England itself. And so now I seriously believe that the UK is at the beginning of a positive feedback loop where higher yields lead to lower purchasing power on the pound because what backs the pound is the guilt itself. They have entered positive feedback territory and they are, I think, within months of hyperinflation, it looks like. I don't think this, there's any way to stop this at this point. Let me see here uh, the reason why interest rates keep climbing higher and higher at September 2022 crisis levels, and that is UK core inflation, which is now at 6.8%, has never been this high before. And I said back in 2020, back when I just started the Endgame Investor, that the UK would probably be the first Western country, the first developed country to hyperinflate its currency because they chose to directly finance the government deficits during the lockdown spending, which was you know, a really genius idea. Direct financing of government deficits by the central bank is what caused the shekel to fall in this country in 1984, and it will cause the pound to fall as well. Here is another look at UK inflation. This is month to month, the rate month to month. Consumer prices were now 1.2%, excluding two times when uh, it shot above that number month to month in 2022. We have to go all the way back to 1991 to see when it was one, when it was last at 1.2%. So in no way is cons our consumer prices slowing down in the UK. They are in a positive feedback loop, and I think within months of hyperinflating in the pound. And finally, I wanted to look at this chart to compare what is happening now in the short-term uh, debt markets to what was happening in 2011. We don't know exactly what kind of default we're going to get, but now that McCarthy is sending home lawmakers for the weekend, it doesn't look like they were going to get a deal by the 26th which means that we're going to hit May 31st when $16 billion in coupon payments on bonds are due. Maybe they'll be able to make it, but they'll have to save at least $15 billion in order to make those payments. So it looks like somebody's going to be shortchanged and there's going to be a default of some kind. The proof that the market is taking this seriously is because look at the one-month treasury yield. Uh, the market did not know, know what to expect here a few weeks ago when we hit the 200-week moving average, but now we're all the way back. This is a little out of date. We're now at 6%, not 5.73. So we're starting to spiral out of control as the market is taking seriously the possibility that maybe some of the short-term debt will not be paid in time. The summary, my friends, is this. It is impossible under any circumstances, under these circumstances especially, to know what is going to happen day to day. We are at a possible default juncture here for the federal government, which could cause theoretically the entire pyramid to topple very quickly. We also don't know what's going to happen if a debt ceiling deal is reached, which eventually it will be. We know that gold and silver are in a temporary downtrend right now, but the incredible instability in debt markets means that could change at any day. There used to be a smidgen of sense in Washington in 2011, which is why I think they were able to get a deal done. This time, I'm not sure the people involved are mature enough to work anything out. They might not know what they are dealing with or what might happen. They don't understand that it is possible that the entire monetary system blows up if a payment is missed on a US treasury because that is the paper that holds up the entire system. Housing prices are finally falling year over year. We know that housing prices back the dollar so they fall together. It is only a matter of time and that time window is closing 
fast. Embrace the frustration. This is Rafi with the Endgame Investor with this week's Silver Report for Arcadia Economics. If you enjoyed this video, then sign up for a two-week free trial of the Endgame Investor, where you will get an Austrian perspective on what is happening in the monetary markets these days, or you can become a patron on Patreon, where you will get a more biblical perspective on what is happening in the monetary markets, because that's what I think about. That's what I'm good with. And that's what I share with the world. See you guys next week. And who knows if we'll be in default by then. That's exciting. Let's do it.